Welcome to the Mission Guys podcast, where we talk about anything related to leading transformation in the church. I'm Nick Jorgensen. And I'm Rick Pop. We are missionaries at Acts 29. And as always, it's our hope that we can help you as church leaders, as leadership teams, as leaders of families, and as leadership practitioners to more effectively mobilize the church to achieve her mission. In today's episode, we're going to talk about those moments as a leader or a teammate, leadership teammate, uh, where just things are not easy. It could be some division going on. Uh, you might be you know, tackling some challenges where the answers just aren't readily available or known to you. Um, you might be just tackling tough issues in the church in general, might be getting some negative feedback on things you're doing. We want to talk about getting really good at those situations and recognizing that when you're in those moments, you can come out of it stronger on the other end. And so this is all about mastering adversity as a leader. That sounds great. And let's open with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious Father, thank you as always for leaders in the church, for our bishops, our pastors, our lay leaders, school principals, superintendents, teachers, and parents of families. Lord, we pray especially today for those who find themselves in very difficult situations, dealing with tough issues in their diocese or in their parish, in their schools, in their families, that have them divided as a team, that might have them with high stress, difficulty moving through the challenges. We just pray in a special way for those who are in the middle of it right now, Lord, that we can help them in this podcast and we can help them get through that difficulty. And for those who perhaps are not in it now, but we know it will come. We know these challenges come to every leader. We just pray for them that that they can prepare now to be even stronger as they get through these difficult challenges as leaders and come out of these challenges as stronger every time to not be distracted from the mission you've placed them on. Holy Spirit, be with us today. Help us be clear. Help us understand what you have for us and for all these leaders listening. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Nick, as you, as you, as you opened, we've had this opportunity. We've been working with quite a few teams over the last couple of years, and and we recognize that these teams go through tough times. And it's been a beautiful experience when we are able to be with them and see them wrestle. And sometimes we're not even sure, are they going to make it through this thing? You know, are they strong enough? And, and we've had just the, the joy and the opportunity, praise be to God, that they, they get through these, whether they call them family moments or they're working through truly difficult challenges, navigating through tough relationships, dealing with issues in their parish, issues in the church at large. And so just having that experience has been wonderful for us. And so we hope that we can share some advice and thoughts that we have in light of having walked through this, having lived it ourselves, made our own mistakes, um, and and see how perhaps maybe some of our observations can, can help them. This is a huge topic, like just about every topic we pick for our podcast. But if we can give a slice of some solutions, some approaches, and a mindset. More than anything, a mindset shift, maybe a change in heart of how this happens. Hopefully we can provide some help. Yeah, this actually makes me think, Rick, just a few weeks ago, um, 
we were with some priests on a retreat, and on that retreat, there was a priest in particular who uh, was just going through a lot of suffering. He was he was in it, as you as you said there. And uh, you know, we know that suffering is a part of the Christian life. On on Earth, we're going to suffer, and even those of us who've been following Jesus a long time. Even if we're ordained and we're priests, we can get stuck. And this priest in particular was sitting there in the room and we were engaging about just, you know, the state of, of things. And he was reflecting on the state of his life. And he was really challenged in that moment because it was almost like he forgot that. You know, it's not to call him out. It's just to say, like, he, we can all fall prey to it. I do. Right. He just forgot, like, how important suffering was from the chair of leadership, not just Oh yeah, like my body's gonna fall apart on me. There's gonna be issues I'm dealing with in my personal life. No, it was like the chair of leading as a priest. It's almost like he had just forgotten um, how important the call to suffer was, and you saw his eyes reopen as he reflected on the fact that oh my gosh, I'm suffering right now, and I'm just called to endure. Sometimes God's not gonna alleviate that suffering; it calls to endure it. And so for him, in the call to endure it, he found joy again because it was the sense of oh my goodness, like if God's calling me to endure, then that means I don't have to try and reject this thing I'm going through. I can just accept it and ask Jesus to give me the grace to fight through it. So anyway, this this first kind of opening is to think about yourself. Like, what is it? Where am I? You know, we want you to be encouraged, you know, wherever you are and we want you to reflect. So recognize that you're going to have suffering just like that priest was going through. And especially from a leadership perspective, and honestly, the times we're living in is probably going to be more challenging as we go forward. It's probably not going to get easier, even though a lot of us, deep in our hearts, we desire comfort. You know, it's just not going to happen. Uh, so that's that's kind of this this first piece is where are you, and just be encouraged because either God's going to alleviate your suffering or He's calling you to endure it. And either way, He's in it with you. And it's, as as suffering is a part of life, it's certainly a part of leadership in a unique way. And especially leadership in an environment, in a culture, we talk about more of an apostolic time than a, in an era of Christendom, where even the society at large is more hostile toward Judeo-Christian values. And so we just recognize that that is part of it. It's like suffering is a part of life. Suffering is part of leadership. And so I think that's that's the first element to just have that in the mindset. might be basic, but a good reminder. And we covered some of this in episode 11, The Black Hole of Problems. We talked about the 90-10 principle, spending 90% of our time and energy focused on solutions and 10% of our time on problems. You know, the roughly right principle is to say, don't wallow in things. Don't overanalyze the problem. You know, keep it pithy. Move into solutions with Jesus and, and keep going. So the second thing here to reflect on and think about is when you're in these tough, tough moments, whether it's interpersonal or something else going on outside of you, there's often a need for forgiveness. You know, if it's really hitting us emotionally, hitting some relational difficulty, that need for forgiveness is huge. And it's through forgiveness that we can find real freedom and it will set you free. Forgiveness sets you free. It's the first part of the healing journey. And a lot of times we're carrying things that aren't ours to carry. You know, you might you might be hold, withholding forgiveness from someone or some situation because the pain in your heart, the, the things someone said to you, the injustice you experienced, or someone didn't live up to your expectations. And we want reconciliation. Everybody wants that. In our heart, we usually want to reconcile with people who we're in relationship with. But we withhold forgiveness, hoping for reconciliation. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. 
forgive, forgive them in Jesus' name, and then hope for the reconciliation. Because that takes two, that takes two acts of the will, two different people coming together. And then forgiveness being the first part of the healing journey, like you might need some emotional healing from a situation that happened. But forgiveness is the first step, and forgiveness doesn't require you to be emotionally healed. It requires you to decide and say, you know what? I don't need to hold this burden and debt. I'm gonna hand it over to Jesus and I'm gonna let this, I'm gonna let this go and give it to him. So that forgiveness piece is big. And I and I want to say one more thing about this. It's um it is often the case in working with leaders and leadership teams that little things happen. And the team or the person or the individual or whatever it might be is like, okay, well, you know, let's be a Christian disciple. Let's just kind of let that one go. But the thing is, you think you've let it go, but sometimes you haven't. And so that becomes like a little paper cut. And then you get another paper cut and another paper cut and another paper cut. And you've tried to ignore 100 paper cuts on your hand. And the next thing you know, your hand is like sore and bleeding. And, 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 the, and the, the image is this. It's you have to address small things if they are paper cuts. And you have to be really self-aware to say, I might need to forgive or even bring this up so that we can move on from it. Even if it seems small, because me holding on to it is going to turn something small into a big thing later. So just this whole reflection on forgiveness is critical to great leaders and being, being masters of adversity, being very capable of forgiving. And the biblical reference for this is Ephesians in a very particular way. Ephesians 4, verse 31 and 32. It says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. So this whole notion, you know, probably everyone listening to this knows that, but like it, this is this is God's commands for us, for our well-being and for the well-being of others. So listen to Ephesians, pause this podcast episode, take that in, let God renew your heart and mind to bring you to a place of forgiveness. All right. So this is kind of this back to basics mindset. So this, you know, Nick mentioned first recognizing this suffering is a part not only of life, but especially of leadership and recognize that you might be in it now. And and secondly, this power of forgiveness to help work through that. And then the third kind of foundational, maybe basic of mindset on this has to do with faith. Again, it's obvious, but let's work it as a reminder. And then we're going to talk later about how do you master this. So this is these are fundamentals, that faith, faith that this suffering, that these challenges have a purpose for his mission. You know, we love to reference uh, Mark 4 where Jesus and the disciples are in the boat and Jesus is sleeping and, and a violent squall comes up and then they wake him. They're, they're terrified. And teacher, do you not care that we are perishing and he woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, quiet, be still. And the wind ceased. And then he asked them, why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? And, and no matter what storm you're in, it's, again, it's this reminder, no matter what storm you're in, be sure the faith is, is foundational to knowing that there's a reason for this and be listening to him. Um, so it reminds me of something that uh, Father John Ricardo told me a couple of years ago about faith. And he said, faith is to lean so far over on God that if he wasn't there, you'd fall down. And he went on further explaining to me that 
Faith is relational. And especially as leaders, this is why it resonated with me. Faith is relational. In other words, faith is about trust, not about some kind of mere intellectual assent. This is a familiar concept for athletes and professionals, he went on to say, to understand due to the people in their lives on whom trust is placed. Whether it's with a strength and conditioning coach, a golf coach, a football coach, Olympian coaches, a financial planner, or an executive coach, athletes and professionals regularly entrust themselves to others so as to become great. They do this with people who have demonstrated, at least in theory, that they are worthy of trust. And then Father John said, no one, exclamation, is worthy of our trust like Jesus is, for he has proven it by laying down his life. And so just as Jesus asked his closest friends in the middle of a violent storm, he asks us also, in the middle of our own terrible and maybe not so terrible storms, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? So that's what I'm asking and what we're asking is a fundamental that no matter how bad your tough situation is as a leadership team right now, is make sure that that faith is still strong. And then we can hold up before us one of our heroes, St. Paul. You know, he talks about in 2 Corinthians 11, all the, this litany of things that he went through on behalf of Jesus Christ, proclaiming the gospel, doing the work of mission, doing the work of ministry. And so we won't run through all of them, but I mean, it's, it's, it's stoned, it's whipped, it's multiple times, it's multiple times being shipwrecked, left for dead, stoned, <laughs> left for dead. You know, he had false brothers, right? So people who thought were brothers and friends turned out to be false. You know, this backstabbing. He went through toil and hardship and, and ardent fasting. So you think about all the stuff St. Paul went through and he did not turn his face away from the Lord. He didn't back down. He didn't get, he didn't wallow in self-pity. He didn't stop and say, gosh, it's just too hard, you know, or I don't, I don't want to confront that hard issue. I'm tired of confronting hard issues or whatever it might be. Catholic nice. <laughs> he pressed on for truth, for goodness, for beautiful, for freedom for himself and freedom for others. So that, um, that, that the greatest mission in the history of the world would flourish. And that's true for Paul, and that's true for you as the pastor or the principal or the bishop, whatever your role is. That's true for you as a lay leader in the pew, leading your family. And so the mission's critical, and Jesus is with you. And so just like Paul, just like all these reflections, it's a, it's it's to really master adversity and to say, Lord, you're going to get me through, and uh, I put my faith and trust, trust and confidence in you. Nick, let's use uh, St. Paul as probably a transition to mastering adversity you mentioned. So the things we just mentioned are some basics on a mindset on adversity. So now we're going to crank it up maybe to another gear. And that is what St. Paul did. And this is this mastering. He basically celebrated all of that. You know, he celebrated his, he said, I boast in my weakness. My strength is in my weakness. He celebrated all the hardship. I'm not saying that I even proclaim to come close to that, but it's a mindset. So now we're going to say from good to great in, in, in dealing with adversity, you know, expecting it, making sure that faith is foundational, uh, forgiveness. Well, now to master it. So there's three elements of it. The first one I'll cover is preparing. You know adversity is coming. 
as you mentioned, it's part of life. It's part of your career. It's part of your family. It's part of your mission. It's in all things. So the challenge here is think about, am I preparing myself for this adversity, for these real challenges, the tough, toughest of tough challenges, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, even physically, for when problems and challenges arise. As a disciple, as a leader, you will not be ready and prepared for adversity and challenges if you're not growing in virtue. You know, if your prayer life isn't solid, if you don't know your identity, if your friendships aren't healthy, your understanding of your mission and your mission as a team and as an individual and in how to lead others. All right, we'll share a quote here that could be attributed to many people, but you've heard it said before that we must all suffer one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs little while regret weighs tons. Let me also reference Hebrews 12, 11, which says, for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. Later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So the first thing to master, the first element of mastering this adversity is truly prepare. You know it's coming. Get ready spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally for when it comes. Once you're prepared, then you're going to be entering into it. And it's not like you know when it's coming. Sometimes you do know when adversity is coming, but sometimes it just pops on you. And so what's the response piece during adversity? Well, the response is this. It's, it's um, to just attack it head on. We don't want to avoid it and, and, and try and dodge it. We want to attack it head on as leaders. So we want to be aware of our spiritual, mental, emotional, and sort of physical reactions to that challenge. Just like you're preparing that way, when it happens, you're taking stock of where you are. What am I experiencing in each of these things? You want to maintain your composure, especially in the moment, right? You want to keep your cool and have control of yourself in the situation. We don't want to be a slave to our emotions. And so it's having tremendous mental thought capacity to say, what am I feeling and experiencing right now? We know, um, I, want to, I want to say this or respond this way. But is that my emotions leading that or is my, is my, is my, um, my mind leading that? Is that, you know, is that, is that rational or is that irrational? And then to have surrender to the outcome, uh, to God. So to surrendering to Jesus, Lord, you're going to get me through this moment and I can't control what the outcome is going to be because I can only control myself. And to remember that you are not the victim to the circumstances that you're in. It's like Jesus in John 10 18. He says, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own free will. For us, in a similar way, no one, no one can change your interior. They can, they can call it, they can like defame you or do something, but they can't actually harm your eternal soul. And so not to have, not to have fear in front of these situations. And then to really force yourself to have big picture thinking, like keeping this big mission, the larger picture in mind, and not to get stuck on the, the immediacy of the situation even though you need to make specific, immediate, you know, actions or steps or decisions right in front of you. And then doing the right things, you know, upholding the values that you have for you or your family or the, the team or the, the organization you're a part of, upholding those values throughout the whole thing. Do the right thing. When you don't know what to do, you just do the next right thing. Yeah, that goes back to the importance that we've shared in other podcasts, that if you don't have clarity of that larger mission, when times get really tough, it's hard to make those smaller decisions 
they might not be aligned with that larger mission. But when you're convinced you're on the right larger mission, then then you can make these these near term, more urgent decisions. So that so Nick gets awesome there. So preparation we've covered the response, recognizing when you're in the middle of it. And then after you get through a period, so maybe maybe you've just gotten through a tough time as a team or as a leader and reflect on it every time. Learn from every experience with adversity, be it huge or be it small. How did you do? How did you allow emotion to perhaps block rational thinking? Did you rely on prayer? Did you truly listen and discern God's plan? Or did you resort to your own ways of thinking or what what you normally would fall back on as maybe your own habit? Did you attack the adversity head on and with confidence and with faith? Did you focus on solutions instead of dwelling on the problems, not to ignore the problems, but did you spend the energy together working on solutions to work through the tough times? Did you make good decisions? How did it end up? Did you uphold your values, your mission values, and how did you treat people? Uh, And then how, how do you even get better next time? So every time as a leader, as a team, you go through, reflect on it. You know, and there's some examples now. So those are very three steps to master it. Be better prepared than you are now. You know it's coming. Recognize when it's happening in the middle of it. Try to slow down the clock or keep that in mind, as Nick mentioned, the larger mission. And then after you get through any one of them, reflect on it. There's some real examples now. And we love to use Navy SEALs or special ops. They go through such training that when they get in the firefight, when they're in a battle, there are there are certain special ops people that their heart rate actually goes down in the middle of the battle. Can you imagine that? You just think about the heart rate that goes up when we get into battles or or we think we're, we're being threatened. But to have such training and preparation that your heart rate goes down, that's a real example of mastering adversity, not just getting through it. You know, a sister of ours that we did so we do some work with, um, she's a, a heavy biker, uh, pedal bike, and she she goes and she pedals in the mountains of Colorado. And I remember talking to her one time about, and I used the analogy of riding a bike and how you know we pray that maybe you know her her basically that she gets more downhill than uphill. And she said something that I always remember, and she said, "I enjoy the climb better." And it made me stop and really reflect and say, oh, "Man, that's beautiful." So it's you enjoy the grind. It's harder. But you know it's good for you. You know she's, she's learned to love the grind. And I think that could be analogous to our leadership situations. You learn to love the grind. You might not enjoy it, but you love it because you know you have to get through it. And if you get through it well, it makes you better coming out on the other end. Another quick story, Nick. I had a college football coach who loved the pressure of the game. He was so well prepped for it. I remember we were in the national playoffs. Our team's losing by seven. We had 96 yards to go in four minutes to tie the game and send it in overtime. Greatest moment of my athletic experience. And, and we're, we're crunching down the field, and we're, we're still on our own side. It's third and eight, and the other team calls – it's down in Texas. The other team calls a, a timeout. I run to the sideline. I love the play he had called. I'm like, Coach Buck, Coach Buck, keep the same play. Keep the same play. He goes, I know, Ricky. I know. He's like Mick from uh, from Rocky. Just picture <laughs> Mick and you picture Coach Buck. And he puts his arm around me. And, and, he, he, uh, and he just looks across the field at the other coach. And he said to me, 
I just want to see him sweat. And it just is like, this guy is in his element. He's in his glory. He's not stressed. He's like, we're going to win this game. And anyway, I go back in. The same play was called. We we score at the end of the game. We go into overtime. We win. And that guy, so not only was he okay with adversity, he thrived in adversity. So that those are some, some real-life examples that we're talking about for you as leaders in the church, that when those tough times come, that you are at your best. So so this, this, this last and, of course, most important figure, just to hold up in front of us, is, is the Lord again. You know, he's picture him going into the garden. It's timely given the week we're in, but he's going into the garden and he's sweating blood. He's, anticip- he's suffering, anticipating all he's about to go through and endure to defeat Satan and sin and death and rescue us from the grips of hell. And as he's praying to the Father, he's hit his knees, he's in the garden praying, and he says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. And in that moment, Jesus exemplifies the trust in the Father. And if the Father wills it, he'll remove the cup from you, whatever you're going through. But if he's asking you to endure, he's going to give you all the grace. He's going to be with you every step of the way through the moment of adversity and challenge you're in. And much like Jesus prepared his whole life for his public ministry, step back as a leader right now and just take the time to reflect and think about how you're doing facing adversity and how you prepare so that when that when it comes, and it will, you're prepared to endure it well. And maybe it's unfair for us to even reference Jesus or even St. Paul, but especially Jesus on how he led and what he did. And just imagine when he's at the right before death, after absolute torture, he's kept his composure. He knows what he's doing. He's asking for forgiveness. He knows he's still on the mission. It's all about everybody else. He's saving others. He's conquering death. He he knows the larger mission. He felt every bit of the pain, even though he was God. And um and and so that that's just unbelievable. So that we, we that is a great just picture that as we as we transition now into the mission challenge of what we've learned and maybe there's some some real life uh, situations that you're faced with and some examples there that hopefully you can draw upon. So the mission challenge, it's threefold. Number one, and this is ongoing forever, yet even more prepared for the adversity that is certain to come as a leader in the church. Your mindset, your prayer life, your identity, your clarity of your mission, having a healthy team, healthy family, constantly cultivating that get even more prepared, more prepared for the adversity. And it's an ongoing thing. Albert from our team mentioned to me, he said when he was in leadership, you know, he said that, you know, I used to think it was like an engine that you fix the engine once it's fixed, then you move on. But it's more like a living organism. It's a plant. You're constantly watering health. So it's always, this is evergreen, even more prepared for adversity that is certain to come as a leader in the church. Number two, be perhaps more deliberate in recognizing when you and your team are battling real adversity. You may be in the middle of something right now, some big challenges. Recognize that these challenges are there for a reason and will in the end make you stronger for his mission. 
Approach each situation with faith in him who provides all that we need. Forgive as you are forgiven and push forward without complaint. Push forward. So recognize. So that's number two. Recognize where you are, when you are in real adversity, whether it's now or whether it's coming. Because if it's not now, it's coming. And then number three is after each major hurdle, after getting through each major challenge, reflect as an individual leader and as a team, how did we do? How did I do? So that's the mission challenge. Nick, can you can you help us with a prayer? I'd love to. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for the gift of just you being our Father, being with us in whatever we face, even right now. Thank you, Father, that you see us as we are, that you love us as we are, and that your plans are to prepare us, to guide us, and to get us through even the greatest challenges. And so, King Jesus, with you as the model, with you as our Lord, with you as our brother and friend, we ask you right now just to minister to every single person who listens to this, that they would right now experience your power, your power, Holy Spirit, flooding them and filling them with peace and calm, with confidence and wisdom and wise counsel, and with great faith and trust that they have everything they need as long as they're with Jesus to get through even the most difficult challenges they face. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. That's it for episode 16. Go and master adversity.